Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Far beyond the boundaries of the Milky Way, in the uncharted void of deep space, an incredible fifth dimension of space and time lies parallel to the universe that we know. This interesting interstellar warp, which holds the most sinister and ruthless criminals in the galaxy, is the infamous... The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this episode of The Riley and Kimmy Show. Right next to me is a person who tries to keep me out of trouble. Kimmy! I got one name! Hi, I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. Oh, they say that from time to time. And it is a Wednesday, and what is Wednesday, Kimmy? New comic book day. That's right, brand new comics, brand new trade paperbacks, graphic novels. Maybe you're just into the merchandising, you know, the action figures, the toys, and things like that. You can find those right now, today. Brand new stuff at comic book shops throughout America. And you can find a link right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. It's a comic book shop locator. Get you right to someplace in your zip code. They, they give you a ton, too, to choose from if your city's big enough. Mm-hmm. Or they can go out to about 50 miles from your zip code and you can find a comic book shop. Really cool thing, right, Kimmy? Yes. And one of the shops we'll recommend in the Orlando area is Mike's Comics and Collectibles on Orange Blossom Trail. Be sure to check them out if you're in that area. Or Epic Comics in Orlando. And over on the Space Coast, a place to go to is Famous Faces and Funnies. All three of those, either one or all of them, can take care of your nerd needs. Right, Kimmy? That's right. They're great places. That's right. And, Kimmy, I, I'm I'm ready for uh, this Wednesday, kind of a way back Wednesday. And I'm wondering if you are, would you like to do some nerd trivia? Oh, yes. All righty, Kimmy, we're ready for Nerd Trivia. I just had a, you know, our new Nerd Trivia theme oh, song there. Nice. I, I, oh, I know you love it. Anyhow, Kimmy, we're, we're ready for Nerd Trivia. We're going to go to the Almanac here, go back in time and from a pop culture aspect. And let's just see how you do. And also we'll have something special right after it. And a big shout out to one of our fellow nerds uh, who we encountered just a few days ago at an unnamed event. Okay. okay. So here we go, Kimmy. On this date, February 24th, it was on this date in history that Alice Cooper announced he would run for governor of the state of Arizona. He was a member of the Wild Party. Obviously, he did not win. Can you give me the year that he decided to run for governor of Arizona? 1980. You are so close, Kimmy. 1988. Okay. And he ran, and by the way, if you are in Central Florida, there's an opportunity to see Alice Cooper. He will be appearing where? At Spooky. That's right, Spooky Empire in Orlando. He is guest there. That'd be really cool to see Alice Cooper, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be really neat. And we have a link to Spooky Empire right on our website at RileyAndKimmy.com. And was yeah, I'm just out of curiosity on the Grammys when he was on just uh-huh. recently. Was that the first time you've actually seen him perform? 
I think so. Ooh, yeah, wow. he's an icon, and here he's going to be right there at um, Spooky Empire in Orlando. That's that's amazing. That is. I don't, I don't think he does shows like that. Oh, it's going to be way cool. Congratulations to Petey and the uh, the rest of the, the members of Spooky Empire for landing Alice Cooper. That's he, incredible. Yes, and uh, check out the link to, to Spooky Empire uh, and find out all the other guests and things that they have there. One we will give a shout-out to is the artist... Eric Waller and his wife, Patty Waller, of Vicious Collectibles, Cupcake Zombies. They will be there, and you just want to check out their stuff. So, you know, when you see Alice Cooper, stop by the Vicious Collectibles table. That's right. You know, I have a feeling, now I don't know this for a fact, but I have a feeling they might have a Alice Cooper zombie thing in the works. I wouldn't be surprised. Eric, if you haven't done that, shame on you. Make sure you make one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, you know, let's just add that to the list of all the things you create, because he creates a ton of things, and he's got that. Was it, is it Funkalicious? Is that what it's called? I think so. That's his Funkalicious zombie kind of things where they destroy, eat other pop or pop vinyls, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's hard for me to describe. you got to see it. We have pictures right on our Facebook page at RileyandKibby.com. Links also to Vicious Collectibles where you can find out more. And by the way, I believe they do ship things too. So just yes. check them out. And yep. that, take a peek in the... Diabolic mind of uh, Eric Waller. Eric Waller. Yes, and, and you know yes. what? Yeah, and, and twisted mind of Patty because she's the general manager. Mm-hmm. So you got to put. Yeah, she's gotta, not innocent. No, not at all. And when you see her, you'll say, "Yeah, she's not innocent." I, I know that. Spooky Empire, place to go in Orlando, Florida. See Alice Cooper. Now it was on this date in history, Kimmy, 1980, that NBC premiered a TV movie called Harper Valley PTA. And it became a TV series, and it was actually a movie before that, before it became a TV movie. But mm-hmm. it became a TV series starring somebody who was in the movie, who was in the TV movie too, and who was in the TV series. Tell me who that lead actress was. She was an mm-hmm. icon from the 1960s. Barbara Eden. How did you know that? I thought I would have stumped you. Did you watch, did you watch Harper Valley? No. How did you know that? Really? I, it's one of those things stuck in my head. No, no. I don't know. How did did you did you see the movie in 1978? Nope, nope. nope. Uh, come on. I got the song running in my head now. Thanks. Can you sing a few bars? Come on, do it just for us. Just a few. Come on. Don't be shy. No. Come on, do it. Just a, come on, Kimmy. Not come, today. Kimmy, come Not on. Not getting Kimmy to sing today. Kimmy, come on, Kimmy. Kimmy, nah. come on. We want to continue the show here. We're just going to put on a stop here. Come on, give us just a couple of couple of you know lines. Just give us a little bit of Harper Valley PTA. I believe it was a hit song like in the 1960s, 68 or somewhere around there. Come on, you can do it. Not today. Come on. Not today. Come on. Kimmy, I'm going to I'm going to set you up here if you don't do it. I'm going to I'm going to have people come up to the table at our next event and ask you to sing it there. Come on, and you know I know some people that will actually walk up to you and do that and I'll have the video camera running. So Come on, bell out one here, right? Come on, do it. Come on. Not today. Kimmy's being shy. I don't understand why. Anyhow, you can see Barbara Eden in Central Florida at Fanboy Expo in Lakeland, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And she's going to be at Lakeland with a, a ton of other celebrities like Ed Asner and maybe some others that Kimmy can name here. Don Wells. Oh, you cheated. I was going to say Marianne from Gilligan's Island. How, how dare you? And whom else? Well, John Schneider. And? Tom Wopat. And? Catherine Bach. Ooh, of the TV series Dukes of Hazard. Did you watch Dukes of Hazard as a kid? Um, no. Oh, Kimmy, come on! You didn't watch a General Lee going jumping over things mm, and stuff like that. You, no. You didn't see them try to uh, get away from Boss Hog. No. Oh, Kim, no. Or, or, or see how Uncle Jesse was just a cantankerous person. Mm-mm. Oh, Kimmy, what's wrong with you? Never, wa- never watched. Uh, eh, uh, really, I wasn't a big fan of. 
the Dukes of Hazard either, but my little nephew, I who I would occasionally babysit at that time, he loved the Dukes of Hazard. So I, I know the Dukes of Hazard really well. John Schneider, probably a bigger thing for you because of... Smallville. That's right, where he played Paul Kent. Tom mm-hmm. Lopat, for me, really kind of cool thing because he's he... He's released uh, jazz music before, too, and mm-hmm. he does one of the best versions of Ruby I have ever heard. So I'm looking forward to seeing him and the others that we mentioned at Fanboy Expo. Matter of fact, just days away as we upload this episode, right, Gibby? Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe, let's see, that's happening, oh, the 12th and 13th, right, mm-hmm. uh, of March. Of March. In Lakeland, Florida, which for those who are kind of clueless, it's uh, actually not – it's closer to Tampa, but it's also in between Orlando and Tampa. Mm-hmm. That's the way to describe it. Very easy to get to off of Interstate 4, I-4. Yes. And we look forward to that event. By the way, a brand-new venue for Fanboy Expo. We have a link to them right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Kimmy, it was on this date in history. Wayne's World opened in U.S. theaters. Give me the year. 90. 1992, Kimmy. Okay. Did you ever see that movie? Yes, we did. We did? Yes, we did. We saw that. We did. I saw that movie? We did. In the movie theater. Yes. I do not recall that. Kimmy, it was on this date in history that the song ABC was released and became a hit. Can you tell me the name of the group that had the hit song ABC and give me the year? The Jackson 5 in 72. 1970. You are correct about the group. And the lead singer was with that one. Michael Jackson. Yes. It was on this date in history that the police released the single Roxanne in the United States. What was the year? 77. 1979. It was on this date in history, Kimmy, that the United States Post Office unveiled two versions of its proposed Elvis stamp for fans. Now, they will label one as the younger Elvis, and some people were referred to the other one as the heavier Elvis, to be kind. If you remember that, give me the year that that was proposed, when they made the debut. 97. 1992, and which one won, the younger or the heavier? The younger. Yes, the younger did win. And they announced that in 1993. It was on this date in history that Eric Clapton won six Grammy Awards for the song Tears in Heaven. Give me the year. 88. 1993. It was on this date in history that Elton John was knighted by the Queen, Queen Elizabeth. What year? 95. 1998. It was on this date in history, Kimmy, that he was born a Vagoda. Tell me, what year did Abe Vagoda pass away? Um, 2016. Yeah. Can you tell me what month? January. That's right. January 26, 2016. Can you tell me something he's famous for? Bernie Miller. Very good. Or The Godfather you could have chosen and some, you know, a ton of other TV Thought things. thought you were going to ask me what year he was born. I was getting ready to say 1898. Okay. What year was he born? Let's just take a guess. What, what is your guess? What year was he born? <laughs> 1860. <laughs> that's, that's disrespectful, Kimmy. 1860. Let's see. He would, he would have been 110... <laughs> no, but but 100 and what 15 when he did Barry, Barney Miller. Do you want to stay with that answer, Kimmy? Do you think he was born in 1860? No. What year would you like to take again? Oh come on, play with me here. What year? I'm not doing math today either. What year? Not doing math today either. No singing and no math. Okay, we'll just take a guess of a year. Kimmy, don't do that today. What year? 
What year was it number one? Yes. When did you listen to it over and over and over again? When did you go out and buy that 45 and 79? play it? 79? That's correct. It was the last number one song for the year, 1979. How old is Rupert Holmes today? 60. He is 69 years of age. Did you like that song? I remember? might have liked it when it first came out. Okay. But we won't be listening to it on an MP3 player when, no. we, when we had to like conjure no. Comic-Con or somewhere, that right? That was in, um, in um, the Galaxy movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. It was on that soundtrack. That's true. Yes. But no, it's not on my MP3 player. No. Well, you do have Guardians of the Galaxy on the MP3 player, do you not? Mm-hmm, but I don't have all of the songs. Oh, she deleted some of them. I see how she is. Okay, it was on this date in history. The actor Barry Bostwick was born. Give me the the age of Barry Bostwick. And you've seen him before at Spooky Empire, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, 66. He is 71. Can you tell me something he's famous for? Uh, the original Tron. He is? He wasn't in original Tron. Mm-hmm. No, hold on. He was in the original Tron, which I have right here. Mm-hmm. He was he was in the original Tron. Mm-hmm. You're saying, as a matter of fact, I do have the original Tron DVD right here, and I'm looking at, let's see, Jeff Bridges, Bruce Boxleiter. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. see? Bruce Box. Who'd you ask me? I asked you Barry Bostwick. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Spin City, Kimmy, <laughs> would be the one I would accept for him and some others. <laughs> he was into... oh. oh, this is going to be fun. Kimmy, moving over to somebody. I know you know who this one is, okay? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, Kimmy's, Kimmy's wired today. Billy Zane is having a birthday today, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. Actor Billy Zane. Mm-hmm. How old is Billy Zane today? 52. He is 50 years of age. Tell me something he is famous for. I'll tell you two. Two? Go Titanic. For... All right. The bad, the bad guy in Titanic. Yeah, he played the bad guy. And the Phantom. The, she got two of them. I was going to, and you could have actually also said Twin Peaks because he was in Twin Peaks as well. Really? Yes, he played John Wheeler, the character John Wheeler in Twin Peaks. But probably, I don't know, Twin Peaks was really big, so I don't know if it was, it, it would be bigger probably than The Phantom in ways because it's an obscure film. And The Phantom is really a cool film. Tell me the year The Phantom came out. 90? 1996? Give me the year Titanic came out. 98. 1997. And that's how he got discovered, was The Phantom for The Titanic, because... James Cameron loved the movie The Phantom, saw it, and thought he's perfect to play the role. So mm. that, that's how it happened. Phantom, I think, if it had been made a few years later, would have been really big. Uh, I think it's unfortunate that it's kind of forgotten. And The Phantom, by the way, really cool thing to check out comic strip-wise. It's been going on forever, still going on to this day. And by the way, at one time, The Phantom, to give you an idea of its popularity, was read by over 100 million people daily. Hmm. Very popular. I love the I love the Phantom. Now, Kimmy, speaking of the Phantom, which is kind of interesting, it the Phantom never went into old time radio. It's one of, because it was big in the 30s. It's one of it's really strange too because it first of all it influenced superheroes more than what people realize because his was actually the first skin tight costume. 
and which would eventually year you know a few years down the road would lead to you know Superman, Batman, etc. Some say he's a major influence. Also, he's the first to have what the mask, the domino type mask with no eyes. It was whited out, and the reason is is the artist who created it was influenced by the Greek uh, bus and sculpts. And mm. you know how they have, and he he was mistaken. He thought that when they they created those that they they left out the pupils. Mm-hmm. Well, they originally painted the pupils on those pieces, but over the course of time, the paint went away. Mm. And it gave it that haunting look. Well, he liked that haunting imagery, that haunting look. And so that's why that character got was, you know, revealed to be that way. And eventually it influenced other comic book characters down the road. Very big, but mm. never in old-time radio. But something that was an old-time radio that's the same time period as the Phantom and definitely an influence on other superheroes is something we're going to feature here on the Riley and Kimmy show. And the reason I'm, I, I selected this one from the Phantoms kind of time period is because over the, the past weekend, we ran into a very good friend to the Riley and Kimmy show, fellow nerd Jason Smith. And Jason said to me, you know what I love a lot? I said, what? He goes, I love the shadow. And so, for our good friend Jason, I thought we'd do an episode of The Shadow, which is very special. First of all, you could, there's Shadow was on for a long period of time, from the early 1930s all the way into the 1950s. During in my favorite time period is when Orson Welles was The Shadow, and he also played Lamont Cranston, the secret identity of The Shadow. This is a cool thing to listen to from a couple of aspects. Number one, Welles is 22 years old when he's playing The Shadow and Lamont Cranston. His read is fantastic. It's beautiful. And keep in mind, while he is doing this role, he's doing other radio roles at the same time on other networks. He is in high demand. So much so that he he found a way to get through New York traffic, which was bad at the time. He rented an ambulance that would take him from one studio to the other studio. So he could make it, and because these programs were live, he didn't have the the, the opportunity of today's technology to what's called lay down voice tracks. He had to go to the studio, do his part live, and then run to the other studio and do whatever. That mm. is what he was doing. And at the same time, doing some stage productions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Very busy. This all leads to him with the eventual RKO thing that ha- or eventually leads to what uh, Mercury Theater. But this is previous. This is just a little bit before the Mercury Theater, before War of the Worlds. This is what makes him a household name even before the War of the Worlds. Mm. He becomes extremely famous with the Shadow. This is a cool episode if you listen to it because he describes to his girlfriend why the Shadow does what the Shadow does. Why he uses, in a way, fear to intimidate the criminal element. Why he works outside the law to help the law. Why he's trained himself in like martial arts, in other art techniques around the world, like a young Bruce Wayne would. Very much, I mean, a big-time influence on on Batman, the Batman, in my opinion. This episode we're playing that you will hear him talk about these things is two years before Batman and Detective Comics number 27. A definite influence on a young Bob Kane, in my opinion. And he also has a girlfriend... And her, the, the situation between uh, Lamont Cranston slash the shadow and the girlfriend, it's very similar in ways to Superman. Her name is Margot Lane. Mm. This is a year before the adventures of Superman begin, or before 
Action Comics number one, and Superman, you know, is known to the world. And it been and the character been around for a little bit of time. So there's a definite influence on both of those. Difference is Margot Lane is in on it. She knows Lamont and Cranston is the shadow. And she helps him. But she gets in situations just like Lois Lane does. Mm. Both are very strong women for the time period. That's something else to point out. It was it was kind of a rare thing. You know, they weren't just damsels in distress, even though that is utilized, you know, in stories and stuff. But they were strong, strong female characters. We're going back in time here to September 26, 1937. This is an excellent example of the theater of the mind. One thing I want to stress, the technology used is not like today's. Please be forgiving for certain inferior audio sound thing going on here. You know, it's just, it was not recorded to be archived to last so long. These programs were done live and were just generally not recorded, but this one was. This episode's from September 26, 1937. It's titled Death House Rescue. Here's Orson Welles as the shadow on the Riley and Kimmy show. Lamont Cranston, when I foolishly let you know that, do you remember what you said? It will be exactly five years next week. But there's still so much to do, Margot. Well, then let somebody else do it. Don't you realize that you can't keep on like this forever? Someone's certain to identify you, and when that someone does, someone else is certain to kill you. Perhaps, but until they do... Oh, darling, stop frowning. I don't mean necessarily to give up your work, Lamont, but this other... Let the shadow just disappear and, and come out openly. Join the organized forces of law and police. Won't you realize, Margot, that my entire usefulness to the organized forces of law and police lies in my remaining outside those forces, in remaining always the shadow? Would they approve my methods? Would they believe in my science? You would make them believe. You could make them approve. And in doing so, reveal my secrets, my knowledge. Reveal them and eventually let them fall into the hands of organized crime. No, Margot. No one must ever know. No one but you. Why do you think I've devoted countless hours to investigating electrical and chemical phenomena? Why do you think I went to India, to, to Egypt, to China, 
What do you think I studied in London, Paris, and Vienna? Except to learn the old mysteries that modern science has not yet rediscovered. The natural magic modern psychology is beginning to understand. And, well, magic that wouldn't seem so natural. I studied and learned for a purpose, my dear. All right, Lamont, I, I realize all that. But now, now the entire underworld has but one objective. To erase the shadow. And to me, that means... Until they know what the shadow is and who he is, what can they do? Stop and think how many criminals are either dead or in prison because of our activities. Why, even now, tonight, as we sit quietly here, somewhere, an innocent human being may be in desperate trouble. Somewhere, perhaps, there is a problem that can never be solved. Except by the shadow. What did the doctor say, Grace? It was good news and, and bad, too, I'm afraid, dear. Well, whatever it was, dear, tell me. Well, he said the baby could be perfectly well again within a year. Oh, thank God for that. Poor kid. She's had a tough time. Well, what else? Well, this part isn't so good, Paul. She'll need treatments during all that time. Paul, treatments cost money. I know. Well, we'll have to manage somehow. You didn't do a very good job marrying me, dear. Darling. Well, if I could only get a job. I've got my health and I've got brains. But no one seems to want them. Oh, they will, dear. They, they've got to. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. We're just about down to rock bottom. I've raised every cent I can on the house and car... There isn't anything left. You and I are still left, Paul. And we've got to take care of Sally. She's our daughter, Paul, and she's got to have her chance. Mm, She's going to have it. Somehow. Tomorrow I'll start out and take anything I can get. Darling, perhaps tomorrow things will break for us. Yes. If only they don't break the wrong way. Excuse me, but are you the boss here? That's right. I'm looking for a job. Nothing doing, buddy. I'll do anything. Wait on table, wash dishes, anything at all. I don't need any more help. Well, how about delivering things? I've got a car. Nope, I don't deliver nothing. Sorry, I don't need you. I see. All right. Thanks. Hey. Hey, you. What? You calling to me? Yeah, sit down. Have a beer. No, thanks. I, I don't drink. Anyhow, sit down. I made a friend of mine named Lefty. My name's Red. <laughs> Look at my hair and you'll know why. Well, I'm glad to meet you both. Gordon's my name, Paul Gordon. Well, did, do you want to talk to me about something? We might. Might be able to help you out. Sounds like you're looking for a job. You bet I am. I, I need one. You know anybody that could use me? Maybe. We don't know you yet. Huh. So far as that goes... I don't know you either. So you read the guy smart. Yeah, maybe too smart. Now look here, Mr. Gordon. We need a car, and we need somebody to drive it for us. You understand? Well, I've got a car, and I can drive. Is it a good car? Has it got speed? I'll guarantee you up to 80. That's not bad. It's not bad. Now listen, kid. How about meeting us tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock? All right. Where? Well, let's see. Uh, we're going to... Um... I got it. Right in front of the Uptown Bank. we got to go there first to cash a check. Well... How about $5 a day? That's so. But you'll remember. 
be there at 9 o'clock or you don't get no job. <laughs> don't worry, I'll be there. I'll be there at 8 o'clock. You can't keep this car in front of the bank all day. Can't you see that sign, no parking? I'm not parking, officer. I'm waiting for a couple of men. I'm working for them. Oh. Hey, what's that? Hey, sounds like shots in the bank. Hey, there. there you You've got him, Lefty. Here he is with the car. Come on, you start that bus for Step on it, fella. Hey, brother, you can't do that. Get gone, I will show. Let him have it, Red. Hold him off. I'll hold him. Never a shot in cop. Can't you get no more speed out of this car, fella? She's doing all she can. Shoot at the tires, Red. Uh, I missed him. Try the windshield. Say, let me out of this. Take the car. You'll think I'm in with you. That's just what we're figuring on. Now, here comes the curb. After you make that stop. Get ready, Red. I'm ready. I'm just leaving the evidence. Put it under the seat cushion. All right. Okay, goodbye, Gordon. Thanks for the... Hey! Hey, wait, you guys. Don't leave me like this. They'll think I did it. Hey, come on back, will you? Look out. Up with their hands. Come on, get them up. All right, officer. I haven't got a gun. I wasn't in this. They made me drive the car. Yeah, keep your hands up just the same. Go throw the car, Charlie. Okay, Sarge. Well, fella, you might as well come clean on this. I haven't done anything. I tell you, I'm innocent. Hey, Sarge, I got it. Under the rear seat cushion. A bag full of bills and a gun. That's the gun that bumped off my buddy, Louie. And you say you're innocent. Yes, I am. Well, it'll take more than saying so to keep you out of the electric chair. Order in the court. Order in the court. Paul Gordon, the jury have found you guilty of robbery under arms and statutory murder. You have been shown to have had both motive and opportunity. The prosecution has piled up a mass of incontrovertible evidence. And I myself have no doubt of your guilt. Therefore, in accordance with the law, I direct that you be taken from here to the place from whence you came. And that there you be put to death in the manner stated by the law. And may God have mercy on your soul. Hey, who was that? Where's that glass? Who laughed? Bring that person before the court. Well, I... I don't know where he is, Your Honor. The laugh came from over there. In that corner. Yes. Yes, Your Honor, but... There's no one in that corner. Only... A shadow. <laughs> Mother will be right here in the next room. Oh, God. Please help me. Help me. I don't know what to do. Yes? Who is it? My name is Margot Lane. I have a message for you, Mrs. Gordon. You're not a reporter, are you? No, I'm a friend. I've come to help. Oh, the, then please come in. What is it you want, Miss Lane? Mrs. Gordon... Your husband has a friend who's going to help him. Here's a thousand dollars in cash. Huh? That's for you and Sally. A thousand? Who was it sent this to me? 
Well, that I can't tell you. But the message with it is not to lose hope. Oh, but there is hope for Paul, then. The man who sent this to you never fails. Who is he? Well, that I can't tell you. But, Miss Lane, you know him. Sometimes I wonder whether I do. I love him. But I wonder whether I know him. What do you mean? It's hard to tell whether I really know the man or only his shadow. Well, Lefty, tonight the fall guy goes to the chair. That's what he gets for being a sucker. Yeah, there's not a clue that even points our way. Not even a print. We had gloves on all the time. You had yours off for a minute when you were sitting next to him. Yeah, but uh, I didn't touch the wheel. Then we ain't left a clue. You think so? Who said that? You, Lefty? No, I, I thought it was you. It was I. You cannot see me. Who are you? And where are you? I am here in the room. In the shadow. You have pinned your crime on an innocent man. He shall not suffer, but you will. I don't know who you are, where you are, but you're bluffing anyway. You got no evidence. We didn't leave a clue. You did leave a clue. A clue that will send you to the chair. Where was it? Where was it? You're lying. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to believe that? Keep thinking about it. Keep thinking about the clue that you forgot. <laughs> Margot Lane. Paul Gordon is in the death house and is to die in the chair tonight. I am going to him now. We can still save him. Stand by. For orders. In a few moments, we will return to the shadow. But before we do, let me stress this one fact. For home heating, anthracite is best. And America's finest anthracite is blue cold. Anthracite is the healthful fuel. It gives steady, uniform heat that helps prevent colds and cuts down doctor's bills. For with anthracite, there is no quick chilling of the house, such as you get with fuels of the on and off type, or with quick-burning fuels that flare up and burn out. Bear in mind that heating plants in this part of the country were especially designed to burn anthracite. So before that coal snap catches you unaware, call your local blue coal dealer. You'll find his name listed in the where-to-buy-it section of your classified directory under the words, Blue Coal. Call him tomorrow and order a supply of America's finest anthracite. Got any word from the governor? I'm sorry, Gordon. The governor refuses to take any action. Thanks. I've got to go. Tonight? At 11 o'clock. What? What time is it now? Almost 10. Is there anything I can do for you? No. Thank you, Gordon. Very well. These guards will move you to another cell. I'll be back in a little while. Ready, Gordon? Yes, guy. We're just going to move you to another cell. <laughs> what does it matter? The one you're going to is nearer. 
Nearer to the chair, is that it? <laughs> All right. Let's go. All right, Gordon. Walk to the left. We'll be right here behind you. Unlock the door into this preparation chamber, Pete. Okay. Just a second. All right. Go on through, Gordon. Watch him, Pete. I'll shut the door. Uh, what's the use of all this trouble? What chance have I got now? I'm afraid you haven't got much, fella. Uh, I wouldn't say that. What do you mean? Holy smokes. Look behind you. Where? There. Oh, too bad. I hated to do that, but... There wasn't any other way, and he'll only be out for a while. Now, Gordon, listen to me. Hey, where are you? I can't see you anymore. Where have you gone? Back into the shadow. Now, Gordon, we haven't much time. Listen to me. No crime is perfect. There's always somewhere a loose end. The only reason that all crimes aren't solved is because there's some one fact that someone knows and doesn't tell. And sometimes they don't tell because they don't know that they know. I told everything I know in court. They wouldn't believe me then. Because you couldn't prove what you said. We are going after the proof now. You and I. How? I'm going to think with your mind. I don't know what you mean. Don't try to understand. Just do as I tell you. I want you to concentrate, Gordon. Fix your mind on everything that happened that day. Make mental pictures. I'll see what you see. I'll try. No. No. No, Gordon. Stop thinking about your wife and baby. How did you know I was thinking about that? I saw it. In your mind. I see in my mind the pictures you create in yours. Oh, like television? Yes, or like mental telepathy or mind reading, hypnotism, whatever you choose. There's no time to talk. Stop talking. Think. I will. I will. I'm thinking now. The picture is getting clearer. That's better. Go on. The restaurant? The bar? Gordon, stop thinking about the electric chair. It blurs the picture. I'll try. I'll try. Ah. That's better. The car. In front of the bank. Yes. I see it. The policeman. The crowd. Yes. Wait a minute. The small man with red hair. He was the one you called Red. Yes. Yes. I see him. Crooked nose. Short. Glasses. I know that man. He's Red Sloan. I... I... It's hard to see. I know. Think for your life. Try hard. Yes, you started the car. The other, Lefty, was in front with you. Lefty. Lefty. See him for me, Gordon. Ah, yes. A 
scar on his left cheek. Why didn't you mention that in court? I, I forgot. Never mind. Concentrate. Yes. Yes. Lefty couldn't keep you covered with a gun and look back at the same time. What did he do? He reached up and twisted the rear view mirror. Now we've got it. That's the loose end. That's where his thumbprint will be. Gordon, now I can save you. You've told the truth. You didn't know you knew. You're a fool for coming in here again. This is the place we picked up that kid that's burning tonight. What do you want to come in here for? This is as good a place as any, ain't it? Hey, telephone for you, Lefty. Telephone? Yeah. Maybe you never heard of it, but it's a great invention. But nobody knows I'm here. Well, somebody knows because they're waiting on the phone for you. It's over there on the wall. Okay. Don't be too long, Lefty. Hello? <laughs> hey, what are you laughing at? Who is this? Lefty, did you ever hear of the shadow? Yeah. Say, what is this? Too bad about young Gordon, isn't it, Lefty? What do you know about that? The shadow knows. Who are you? What do you want? I want justice. Justice for Paul Gordon, Lefty. And I'm going to get it. But you ain't got no evidence. No. Perhaps there are some fingerprints, Lefty. Oh, no. We had gloves on. There couldn't be no fingerprints. Did you have gloves on all the time? Yeah, sure. I did. You're left-handed. Now listen carefully, Lefty. When you were sitting in the front seat of Gordon's car, your gun was in your left hand. Remember? Say, you ain't nobody, I. It's just... Say... How do you know? What did you do with your right hand? My right hand? You took off your right glove, didn't you? No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, gosh, I'm going nuts. And you couldn't see the car that was chasing you because the angle of the rearview mirror was adjusted for the driver and you weren't driving, so... Do you remember what you did? No, no, I didn't. I didn't take it off. Are you sure you didn't reach up with your bare right hand and turn that rearview mirror? Are you sure, Lefty? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Maybe I did that. If the police find that fingerprint, you'll burn, Lefty. Just the way young Gordon's going to burn tonight. Goodbye, Lefty. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He hung up. No. No. I won't burn. Hey, Red. Red. You said he gab long enough. Say, who was the guy? Never mind that. Where's that car of Gordon's now? In his garage. I guess I heard his wife. Listen. What? I got a hunch. There's some fingerprints of mine in that car. Red, we got to wipe them off of there or maybe we'll burn in that chair, too. Come on, let's go. Commissioner. I'm sorry, Miss Lane, but I don't see what we can do. But I tell you, Paul Gordon is innocent. The men who committed the crime are free. Where did you get this information? Oh, that I can't tell you. Uh, Miss Lane, Paul Gordon was convicted of murder by due processes of law. Tonight he pays for his crime in the electric chair. 
If the police listened to every crank who came in here claiming new evidence... But they can't send an innocent man to the chair. They can't do it. No, but they can send a guilty man. And according to the evidence, Paul Gordon is guilty. Commissioner, suppose that uh, afterwards, when it's too late, they discover that Paul Gordon wasn't guilty after all. And suppose I testify that the police refused to listen. Well, what do you want me to do? If it's within reason, I'll do that. I want you I... to send some men to that garage. I want you to catch the guilty men and see that justice is done. I'm frightened. Brace up, Gordon. It won't be long. Get your chin up, buddy. It's my turn next. Go <laughs> on, fella. Good luck. Goodbye, kid. Where is he? He promised to save me. Who, son? I don't know. It was a voice. Just a voice. He... He said he'd stand by. Now, steady, old man. Don't lose your nerve, Gordon. Open it up, men. No. I will go in there. I didn't do it. I didn't kill him. I didn't, I tell you. He said he'd stand by. He wouldn't wait. Only a few minutes more. Just a few minutes. Don't take me in there yet. Now, now wait, please, please. He said, please wait. Easy, Gordon. I'm sorry. But if I go in that door, I'm gone. It'll be too late then. Take him in, men. No, 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 wait. Oh, where are you? Where's that voice? Where did he go? Please come back. Warden. Warden. Wait a minute, men. Well, what is it? Warden. Wait. The governor's on the phone. He says stop. Hold up everything. What did the governor say? He wants to talk to you on the phone, Warden. He says don't electrocute this man. They've got the other two guys in Gordon's garage trying to rub out some fingerprints. One of them was shot and died. But before he died, he spilled it all. This fellow didn't do it. It was a frame Oh, thank God he got me in time. Gordon. Gordon. Did you hear that? Yes. Yes, I heard it. That voice said he would. I'm free. You're not going to electrocute me, Warden. You're not. No. No, Gordon. The governor saved you. Governor? No. It wasn't the governor. It was somebody else. Or something else. But what do you mean, Gordon? Who saved you? I don't know. It was a voice. Just a voice. I never really saw him. He was only... A shadow. <laughs> the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy show at RileyandKimmy.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.